very good morning everyone welcome to another beautiful live session of the Porters Gate online broadcast my name is Isaiah Phillips Aikintola I hope you had a wonderful nice race I hope you had a wonderful weekend well this morning once again we're going to continue to seek the heart of the Father we're going to continue to look into his ways into his heart into his mind we're going to continue to track his voice for this day of ascension the father has been so good to us he's been ministering life to us through the revelation of his son in christ we've been finding principles and patterns that will allow us to be able to journey further and walk in the newness of this day strength has been given to us is pouring out himself so so as to be able to advance in the light of the present darkness and uh, i mean i've been so excited and i give thanks to god for that which is revealing to us and i believe this morning once again that there are a few things that um, you know were just highlighted in my spirit in fact i was planning to you know continue on what we talked about yesterday but i felt this morning that there's another aspect that i just need to quickly highlight and we'll do that now all right we'll do that in the next few minutes and uh, hope you are ready i'm ready let's pray father we want to thank you once again for another opportunity grace that you've granted unto us mercy you've given to us your love that i knew every morning father we appreciate it we thank you lord as your spirit once again summon us to these new realities and realms of the emphasis of your spirit and your demand for this brand new day we thank you god that lord our heart this morning can focus and our ears this morning can be in, in tune, O oh God, to what you're saying, O oh God. That we do not borrow pattern and borrow motivation from the, the surroundings that we find ourselves. No, but we look into the spirit. We hear you. We hear you. We hear you because we are people of the spirit. This morning, once again, as you speak to us about a man that is called the heavenly man, a man that is from the order of your eternal realm. Father, as we continue to track the character and nature of this man in this new day, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that we will embrace the revelation of this man, that the, that the spirit of ascension, yes, will dawn on us, that the spirit of ascension will awaken us, O oh God, to live above, O oh God, the fear of our day, to live above the limitations of our time, to live above, O oh God, the vagaries of our day. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that we will press further, into the place of your good pleasure that our life this morning will bring honor and glory to you that in our thought we will win the battle that in our imagination we will proceed further to the place of your goodness we thank you lord this morning once again we pray precious holy spirit reveal christ to us teach us the ways of truth bring us to the place of divine illumination bring us to the place of divine impartation bring us to the place yes of divine process that we may indeed stand in the day of divine representation father we thank you once again we are anticipating glorious things this morning yes father download into our, our spirit again that which you demand and require for this brand new day we proclaim that where we are weak we proclaim strength we declare this morning that where we have been discouraged we proclaim this morning motivation by the spirit we bless your holy name that you continue to yes shine your radiant glory upon our hearts and lives oh god Father, we bless your name. That this morning, oh God, our life will transform, impact, yes, our community. That when people look at us, they will see Christ. 
that our actions, our words, our thoughts and deeds, O oh God, will become indeed a weapon, yes, to war. We bless your name, O oh God, this morning, that we will not bow to the lies of the enemy. We declare in the name of Jesus, let Christ be exalted this morning. Let Christ be magnified this morning. Let Christ be magnified this morning in and through our life. Everywhere we go, may men see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yes, indeed, is our light. And we bear this light. We bear this light. We bear the image. We bear the glory. We bear the testimony of this light wherever we go. As they, as they were called in Antioch Christians, may they call us in our, in our day, O oh God, Christ followers, followers of the, of the Lamb, carriers, yes, of the nature of the bridegroom. Father, we thank you that the ministry of your Son will be manifest in and through us. Father, we proclaim light in the midst of darkness. We declare this morning, Father, may, you, may your name, may your glory, may your, may your, may your wonder, may your presence, O oh God, be felt all around us. You say before them, O oh God, it's like the garden of Eden behind them, a desolate wilderness. Father, as your spirit continue to open our eyes to see things, may we say yes to the things that you're revealing. May we embrace them, O oh God, but more so, may we become tools in your hand, instrument, O oh God, for, for divine change, instrument, O oh God, for divine transformation, instrument for divine reformation. Lord, that this will not just become words, will not just become semantics, oh God. We want our spirit, the enfoldance of your image in us, oh God, to lead our community, to lead our homes, our family. Father, awaken us with the zeal of your presence, with the zeal of your spirit in the name of Jesus, we declare this morning. May the heavens be open. May we receive the distilling of the revelation of Christ. Ah, may we ascend into the place of his glory this morning. May we see him the way he is. May we become more like him in our thoughts in our words in our ideas in our philosophy may christ become the culture of our existence this morning father we pray this morning that you will have yourself a people that you can look down on and you can look to and you can say indeed i have found a man in this generation i have found a woman in this generation we want to be yes father the noah of our time we want to be the enoch of our day this man they all live in us father we thank you for the technology and the order of Melchizedek. This morning you began to speak to me about the nature of the second order. We thank you this morning that we can embrace the order of Melchizedek. Father, we thank you that you have brought us out of the first day priesthood. You brought us, oh God, into a new understanding, into a new reality of an eternal priesthood, of an everlasting gospel. Thank you, Spirit of God, that your kingdom is finding a place, yes, to alight in us and through us this kingdom will begin to manifest we bless you oh god that once again the knowledge of your glory is covering the earth thank you spirit of god yes even as the water covers the sea we thank you that as it were in the beginning that the earth was covered with water and from from the midst of that water you spoke let there be light we thank you this morning that you're speaking forth your word again you're bringing forth light again and you're bringing separation that as it were in genesis so it is in the day of revelation 
salvation. We bless you, Father. We honor you. We praise your name this day, O oh God, that your spirit is illuminating us. Your spirit is birthing us afresh. That this is a day of vision and revelation. It's a day where we are ascending on high. It's a day where we're coming to light. It's a day where we're coming to truth. And you are imprinting your image upon our heart once again. That sons of men are becoming sons of God. Ha <laughs> ha. That sons of men are becoming sons of God. How we honor you. How we thank you. It's a day of humility and we embrace it, oh God. It's a day of submission and we embrace submission. It's a day of grace and we embrace grace. It's a day of life and we embrace life, oh God. Father, we thank you. Where the enemy have said death, we thank you that your spirit has has breathed life into us this morning. And in this life, oh God, we are becoming light bearers. We have become light bearers. We are shining forth your light, oh God. Everywhere he go, the Bible said he was doing good because God was with him. Thank you this morning that we learn, yes, of Jesus, yes, the son of Mary, Jesus of Nazareth, who bore the image, yes, of the heavenly man, who bore the image, yes, of, of the Christ. Father, we thank you. It it is that Christ image that, that, that makes the difference in our life. It is that image that you imprinted upon us in the beginning when you say, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. Father, this morning, we embrace that image. We embrace that life. He said, Lord, I come in the volume of the book, for it is written of me. I have come to do your will, O God. Father, we proclaim this morning that we will do your bidding. We will do your will. Nothing will stop us. Nothing will frustrate, O God, us so God, nothing will hinder us. We summon our soul. We summon our faculty. We summon every aspect, oh God, of our being this morning to the divine order, to the divine order, to the divine order of Christ. In the name of Jesus, let Christ be exalted. Let every flesh this day, this morning, oh God, be subdued. We say indeed that he may increase, that he may increase, that we may decrease. That is our testimony this morning. That is our proclamation this morning. Increase in every aspect of our being. Increase, oh God, in our cell. Increase, oh God, in our DNA. Increase in our subconscious. Increase in our consciousness. Increase in our thought. Increase in our imagination. Increase in me, oh God. As you increase in the rest of men and women that will be connecting, oh God, to this frequency. Father, increase, increase in our life, oh God, on this platform. We declare this morning, our desire is to know Christ and Him crucified our desire is to be conformed into the image of your son Jesus Christ our desire this morning is to bow the knees before him our desire is to go forth in this in this life in this grace uh, to go and proclaim the way of this of this world to go and proclaim the way of this truth to go and proclaim the way of this order we thank you this morning that fear is not part of us for you have not given to us the spirit of fear you say fear torments we have no spirit of torment in our life. We go forth this morning with the spirit of joy. We go out this morning with the spirit of grace. There are no evidence in our life. We go out this morning with great anticipation. We go out this morning, yes, yes, Father, to vanquish every foe, to vanquish every lie of the enemy. We go out this morning representing you. We go out this morning productive. We go out this morning creative. We go out this morning, yes, excelling in the name of Jesus. We declare this morning, we go out this morning as representative yes of the kingdom of God the highest of all kingdoms every other kingdom will bow every other name will bow 
every other king will bow every other lord will bow to the lordship of christ and we carriers of christ this morning father may may our light the light we have received of you this morning yes transcend the ideas of men transcend the minds of men we bless you lord we glorify you for a brand new day we thank you for what your spirit is emphasizing help us to hear help us to listen help us to obey help us to respond yes father your word declares that the foolish do not understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually dis discerned thank you lord that we will grow in our discernment and as we grow father we will apply what we have discerned we will apply what we have learned of you we will go out this morning not afraid we will be led of you for to as many that are led of you are sons of god sons are led by the spirit of the father we thank him that we are led of you we are led of you not led of our own need not led of our own way not led of our fear not led oh god by the vagaries and limitations of men not led by the spirit of the age not led oh god by deception not led oh god by frustration not led by need oh god not led oh god by anxiety we are led of the spirit of christ lead us we submit to your leadership we submit to your ways we submit to your truth. We submit to your order. We submit to your priesthood. You are the one before the Father. You are the one at the right hand of the Father. Ever leave it making, <laughs> making intercession for us. We thank you this morning that you are making intercession. And because you are making intercession, we will not fail. We will not bow. We will not fail. We will not bow the knees. Because you are making intercession for us, we can go forth in the spirit of your prayer for us. Thank you, Father. This is the assurance we have this morning that you are praying for us. Hallelujah. 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 That you are pleading our case before the Father, before the throne. Thank you that that is your present day ministry that you have a present day ministry and that is to intercede for the saints. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that as our prayer collide with your prayer, things begin to happen. We bless you, Father, this morning. Father, continue to open our hearts. Continue to open our understanding. Continue to illuminate us. Father, continue to show us the way of your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to live in the ascended realm, in the ascended reality of what you are demanding and proclaiming for this brand new day. May we not live in the past. May we understand the past, but may that past galvanize us to advance into the future. Jesus, you are our future. And because you've gone ahead of us, we are not moved. We are not shaken. We bless you this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome, friends. Welcome, uh, 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 Prophet uh, uh, Wartime. Thank you. Nice to have you again this morning. My dear sister, Sister Miriam, thank you for connecting this morning. Is there any other person that has connected? Okay, thank you, uh, Professor Thank you so much. All right, everybody, thank you for connecting this morning. <clears throat> Let's kick the ball rolling this morning. This morning, I want to share something a bit different from what we've been looking into, although you may, it's still on the same line. All right, I, I, I actually thought I was going to continue on where we left yesterday morning, but uh, while I was just checking the scripture this morning, there was something else that I saw that I felt might just you know kind of had another you know a, a stone to this structure the father is building into our spirit in this new day what the lord is doing in this new day is exciting 
And I'm grateful to, to the Lord that he's showing us, amen, a new order of how to engage, of how to be positioned, of how to pray, of how to, you know, remain and abide. We, what, what, we, what we are seeing the Lord doing, amen, is giving us the technology, amen, of abiding, amen, in the days of contradiction, in the days of failure, in the days of fear, in the days of anxiety, in the days where people don't know what to do, I don't know how to pray and how to engage. The Spirit of the Lord, amen, is, is, is pouring fresh water into, into, you know, into our domain, into, our, you know, in, into this platform. He's giving us something that we can hold on to, we can hold on to, that we can hope on. Hallelujah. We've talked about it, that there are three dimensions, amen, that the, that the Father is, 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 is using, basically, to lead us further in this day of ascension. And we've seen this component, amen. The Bible says, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. Amen. And those are the order that will last. Those are the reality, amen, that will enable us to step further beyond the days of the fear of men, beyond, amen, the present darkness. The Bible says it took Peter, James, and John, and we have been able to, you know, define and locate this concept, this nature, amen, this life, amen, of this three order of men. Peter, James, and John, they represent, amen, love, faith, and hope. The Bible says these three shall abide in other words, if we want to live in a day, amen, that will give us capacity to continue to move on, to continue to, you know, remain relevant for every season and every generation, we've got to structure, amen, this, 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 this component of the spirit, faith. Amen. Hope and love. The Bible says Jesus prayed. He said, I, 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 I hope that when the Son of Man returns, he will find faith on earth. In other words, we will live in a day where we will be so challenged, amen, with the elements of life, with the material things, amen, with, with mundane things to the point that we will begin to shift away from a life of faith, amen, to a life of material, amen. Remember the Bible says faith is the substance of things we hope for. So wherever you find faith, you will find hope. Amen. And wherever you find hope, you will find the love of God. Because it is the love of God that is shed abroad in our heart. In our heart. The Bible says, hope maketh not ashamed. Hope make not ashamed. Hope does not shame us. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. These are not just you know, words amen, that we, we proclaim and declare. These are not just you know, first day understanding of spiritual truth. We've got to begin to see amen, the life and the authority, the power amen, of this spiritual component from our higher pedestrian we've got to track amen the heart of christ the spirit of christ within this three component amen love faith and hope or whichever way you want to put it amen hope faith and love they're still the same thing amen regardless of how you place them but as long as these three components amen are found within our, the structures of our life or all right so you've got to be looking for things that may that may want to challenge or that are challenging amen your position of hope in the things of god when you look around you amen everything seems dark everything looks you know hopeless but that's the time we need to begin to look up. That's the time we need to begin to press further. That's the time we need to begin to hear the voice, amen, of Christ within the noise. Amen. The Bible talks about, you know, the con concept of hope, you know, faith and love. So these three things, amen, must be there. But that's just, by the way, we've talked about that. So I don't want to dwell on that. Let's, 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 let's go into uh, the scripture. Let's look at uh, Matthew 17 again. Then I'm going to come back to another scripture. All right. In fact, maybe before we look at Matthew 17, let me look at the scripture that was actually laid in my heart. Because that's the order. The Father laid the scripture again in my heart. Romans, Romans uh, 12, verse uh, 32 
and 33. Romans chapter, excuse me, that's a Romans 12. Romans 11, excuse me. I think my mind is 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 too fast for my you know for my for my mouth. All right, all right. Romans chapter eleven verse thirty-two. For God has considered all men disobedient, so that He may have mercy on them all. I mean, this is something that we 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 seen in terms of you know the nature of uh, um, the, the redemption of the Israelites. All right, but we can we can connect to this because there's something the Spirit of the Lord, Amen, is 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 bringing out here. All right, we know Scripture in context, but the context this morning is that God is bringing us into a day, Amen, of obedience, and we have to see that, Amen. But then in thirty in thirty three of that Scripture, he says he says all oh, the depth. Now, so this is basically the summary of you know the argument of Brother Paul, you know, as he argues the the order of the, the concept of righteousness, Amen. Now in verse thirty three, he, 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 he came to this conclusion, and this is a conclusion we all must come to in our spirit, man, in in engaging the things of the spirit. He says, "Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom, oh, the depth of the riches." Now that's what caught my attention this morning. It is like an exclamation. It's like, "Wow, wow, the depth of the riches." of the wisdom because the things that Paul was talking about you know are things that you cannot you cannot begin to comprehend with your own natural carnal human mind and sometimes we want to be able to understand the things of God amen with our carnal human mind don't forget friends all that we're talking about is still in the context of prayer all right remember that prayer defines amen the spiritual measure of our life if we're going to go on with god in any area of life amen it will be captured through the spirit of prayer so to me personally prayer is one you know platform that the father have used amen to on to you know to bring me to a place of understanding the things of the spirit if you really want to know how far you have grown how far you have come amen in the things of the spirit well just weigh your prayer life it's so easy. It's so easy. It's as easy as doing a test. All right. So, so if you begin to weigh, amen, the condition, the position, and the and the expression of your spirit in the place of prayer, all right, that's how you get to know how far you have come in the things of God. So, if you really want to proceed further, if you really want to know what God is saying, if you really want to know, amen, your prophetic measure, if you want to know where you are today in the things of the spirit, amen, begin to engage the place of prayer. And if you are tired of where you are, you want to proceed further, amen, in the things of God. You want to be able to engage, amen, nations. And society and community you want to build the father is speaking to you about building something new there's a new initiative amen that has been laid in your heart well begin to pray about that thing amen prayer basically is, is like a mystery when, when you start praying suddenly you start expanding in fact the bible says when you start praying you start getting transformed the bible says as he prayed on the mountain of transfiguration as he prayed the bible says his face was changed and his clothes amen was totally littered up white amen than than any you know detergent can you know can 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 whiten the bible says his clothes was transformed it became white his face changed he was transfigured amen before them but that transfiguration never began until he began to pray you see that's the key i'm sharing some of the spiritual keys the father amen has, has shared with me has given to me amen for years so that's why the issue of prayer to me is paramount it's number one all right, I, I, my life, amen, outside prayer is nothing. I have nothing to offer anyone. I have nothing to give to my generation without, amen, the, 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 the ministry of prayer. So prayer to me is not just about getting things. It's about development. It's about development. It's about transformation. It's about reformation. It's about impartation. That's why you discover that a lot of a lot of move of God that began in the place of 
prayer died when people stopped praying died when people start worshiping the move when people start pursuing the gift all right whatever prayer allows you to birth you must maintain it by the power of prayer hallelujah whatever prayer amen allow you to see you must maintain that revelation through the power of prayer whatever god gives to you god gives your child he gives your wife he gives your husband he gives you you pray for a new job he gave your job amen god you prayed for a car god gives you a car he give you a car you better believe it that thing must be maintained amen by the power of prayer or you're going of start losing the life of that thing and when you lose the life of that thing guess what the enemy comes in yes everything we receive by the spirit must be maintained by the spirit that's a word for you everything we receive by the spirit must be maintained by the spirit it's not enough to hit a height in the spirit amen the the challenge is how to maintain the height in the spirit that's why you people pray for anointing anointing shoot them up but then they forget Amen. That it was spread that pushed them up in the anointing. So they now begin to worship what the anointing is producing. And guess what? They start coming down. Yes, the law of diminishing return applies even in the things of the spirit. So if that is if God is calling us to elevation, if God is calling us to new height, and you begin to get into new realms and you're seeing new things and you're understanding new things, amen. And you're enjoying new things. There are benefits, amen, in the heights of the spirit. There are benefits in every reality, in every realm of the things of the spirit. But guess what? Don't don't be cut away. Don't be captured by, by the benefit. Amen. To the point, amen, that you, 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 you begin to take your eyes off the giver, amen, of the benefit. That's the problem in the church. All right. We get to a realm. Things start happening in our life. Hey, we pray. Somebody pray. God, do use me. God start using you. Suddenly, you're all over the place. You fly here and there. You're all over the place. And you never have time for God again. You never have time for the things, amen, of the spirit. Remember that the things of the spirit is not just about what you can gain from God. What you can get from God. It's not, no, no. It's not about what you can gain from God. It's not about what you can get from God. Listen to this. God will bless you even if you, if you don't pray for blessing. God will bless you because that's, that's God. The blessings of God, the Bible says, amen, make it rich and add no sorrow. But guess what? If you really want to go on with God, you want to be mature. Amen. You want to be mature. You, you don't want to be a prodigal son. You want to be a son in the house. You want to be a son in the presence of God. Then in the context of the blessing, your eyes is still looking on to Jesus. You're still focused. You're not focused on his hand. You're not focused on the car. You see, a lot of people, by the time God blesses them with something powerful, something wonderful, something glorious, something beautiful, the focus of their life now becomes that thing. The focus of their life now becomes that marriage, now, now becomes that child, now becomes that, you know, business, now becomes that money. You understand? And that, at that point, that thing sets a wage between you and God. And anything that sets a wage between you and God, amen, is an idol. Yes, your son can be an idol. Your wife can be an idol. Your husband can be an idol. Come on. Your job can be an idol. Where whatever it is that takes your time. Whatever it is that takes your time, that you, you, you finally say, oh, I've not prayed today. Let me give God, amen, the, the, the last crumbs of the time. That time has become an idol. Oh, that's something to, it's difficult to, to, to accept, right? But guess what? Maybe in the next three years, you will understand what I'm talking about. You cannot maintain anything that is given to you or that you gain, amen, without the power, amen, of consistent prayer. It's in, it's in prayer, the Lord, the, the Lord will begin to open your eyes and understanding to things that you need to know, the things you need to do, even regarding that which he gives to you. Guess what? For everything we receive, there is a concept of maintenance. 
There's a concept of maintenance, and I don't know why the Lord is leading my direction to this, but somebody needs to hear this. There's a context of maintenance. You can maintain that thing, amen, by your good wish, by your good will, amen, by your own power. No, everything that is received by the Spirit must be maintained by the Spirit, not by might, not by power. Amen. There is no fear in love when you pursue the things of God and you give your all, amen, in the things of God and God blesses you, amen. Keep your eyes on the Lord. The Bible says as long as King Ezekiah continued to sought the Lord, the Lord continued to bless him. <clears throat> Come on, you understand what I'm talking about? Most, you know, Solomon was a man who, who prayed, who understood the presence of God. He, he, he knew how to, how to connect with the presence of God. Come on. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. One night the Lord said, Solomon, ask me for anything. Now give it to you. He didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for, you know, the head of his enemy. He said, Lord, I just want knowledge. I just want wisdom from you. God said, because you've, you've, you, you've tracked by the Spirit, you've, you understand my ways, I will not just give you knowledge and wisdom, but I'll also give you amen, riches and all that. And God blessed him. But guess what? This guy refused to continue to track that, that God who blessed. Yeah. The Bible says at the time, amen, as he grew old, his wife, because he had, he, had, he, had, he had deviated from the order, from the pattern. And is that not the problem of the church? Come on, friends. We're talking about prayer, but we're dealing with so many dimensions of our life here because our prayer is a reflection of our life. You can't pray outside who you are. You can't pray outside what you know. You can't pray outside, amen, the context of your environment. Your reflection of life is captured, amen, by where you are, amen, either spiritually or, or physically or emotionally. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's why we pray to God. We pray who we are. We pray what we know. We pray what we have. We pray what we are expecting. We are all benchmarked by certain you know, uh, 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 ignorance. And at a point, the Bible says, the wife of, you know, of, 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 you know, of, of Solomon led his heart away from God. Everything that he received, everything that he got, everything that he, you know, he, 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 he claimed from God, everything the Lord blessed him with, he lost it all. He lost it all. Friends, we have to understand the image of our, of our pursuance, the image of our worship. We've got to know. Listen to this. No, no matter where you get to in the things of the Spirit, no matter what you have acquired, no matter what you are coming into, don't, don't take your eyes off the Father himself. <clears throat> don't take your eyes off the Father because it's from there that you'll be able to track the next voice, the next reality. It's from there that he will tell you, okay, this is the next thing I need you to do. All right, that's that about that. Let's go on. All the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. You see, that is what we want to gain. Oh, he said, oh, oh, the depth. What a depth of the riches. I said, there are riches in wisdom and knowledge. He said, how unsearchable, how unsearchable is judgments. His judgments are the way he does things. Amen. The judgment of God. You know, the judgment of God is not how you pass judgment on people. The judgment of God, this word judgment is not condemnation. It's the ways of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hold, hold, hold. The Bible says, oh, the depth of the riches, the riches, the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable is judgments. Judgments. So you wake up this morning, you don't even know the judgment of God for your life. You don't know how God wants to lead you. You, you. you know, we just assume, but we need to wake up and say, Father, all oh, the depth of the riches of your, of your wisdom, of your wisdom and knowledge are unsearchable. Uh, you know, are your judgment. Father, I need you to guide me, lead me, teach me, help me to track your judgment this day. 
This day, this day, oh, the depth of the riches of his wisdom and knowledge. How unsearchable is judgment. How unsearchable is ways. So you track the judgments of God, you track his ways. That's what we're looking at. Then he went further. He says, who has known the mind of Christ that he may instruct him? Who has known the mind of the Lord? Amen. Who, who has been his counselor? Yet these are dimensions of realms, amen, that we are invited to. We are invited to, you know, to know what he is saying in this season. Not just for today, but in this season. Because the Bible says his, his judgment, amen, are unsearchable. Amen. His, 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 his ways, amen, are unsearchable. Amen. He, he, you know, his, his, his judgment, amen, they are unsearchable. You know, his ways, they are untraceable. So you have to come in that spirit of a child. The Bible says, except we come like a child, we cannot access this, the, the, the things of the kingdom. Amen. 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 Accessing the things of the kingdom demands that we come with a childlike faith childlike faith you believe a child will believe anything when you say to a child in the next two three days you're gonna get this thing ah that child never sleeps that child believes that thing that child is waiting for that thing to manifest the child will not bother how that thing is going to come here <laughs> that thing manifests that's why listen to this if you if you know you're not ready to give a child anything do not promise or else you're going to be in trouble do not promise because that child doesn't care that child just want to see that thing manifest and that's a beautiful concept the father wants us to have amen in in connecting with him because because we have to have that understanding that as i'm coming this day to the father he's going to speak he's going to show me something he's going to reveal something to me so so i'm using this basically to capture an attitude that we need to have as we continue to advance amen in the things of god basically i'm saying that there should never be a point in our walk with god where we think oh yeah I think uh, uh, um, I, I, can, I can sit comfortably here. Because you never know, amen, the next thing the Spirit of the Lord is going is to be saying. You never know, amen, the next dimensions or realities the Spirit of the Lord is going to be unfolding to us. All the depths, amen, of, of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable. You can search them out. If you can't search them out, you can trace them in the place of prayer. <laughs> That's the point. If you can't search them out, amen, you can connect to those ways in, in the place of prayer. Amen. You can begin to, you know, uh, bring yourself. Have you noticed that when you start praying and when you start praying, you know, yes, when you begin to pray, your mind is still involved. You know, you still don't know if you're praying, but uh, okay. But as you go further, 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 suddenly you begin to, you know, you know, leave the, 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 the thoughts of your mind behind. Amen. Suddenly there's an awakening of the, of the mind of the spirit and suddenly your prayer becomes intense. Suddenly you begin to hear that distant voice. You begin to hear the echoes of the spirit suddenly the echoes amen becomes clearer suddenly you you it's like you're getting closer you're getting closer to that voice you're getting closer and as you get closer your prayers start taking a different shape amen you you begin to hear amen that boldness and that confidence amen that says come boldly before the throne of god and suddenly as you press further suddenly the spirit start praying through your your voice start praying through your mouth start praying through your amen through your faculty every aspect of your body your life in gets involved in the prayer at that point 
You begin to know that which the Father will have you know for the season in time. And that's a beautiful thing that we need to do continually, continually. So you never get to a point in your walk where you think, okay, I've arrived. No. And that's the point we're making this morning. But I'm not going to flog that. Let's, let's, let's just leave that there. And that, of course, we can connect to Genesis Genesis uh, 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 20, 20, you know, 20, 28. And that's, I think, a few things I just want to share with us this morning. All right. The Bible says, if you've been tracking me, you know we've been, you've been, we've been using this amen, for a while now. Jacob and uh, what you call the Jacob's ladder and, you know, and his dream is, is how he slept and all that. Okay, maybe we should. All right, let's, let's look at, uh, let's start from um, verse 10. But that's not where I'm going. I actually want to deal with something a bit down. But let's, let's, let's just, just for us to have a kind of a, a, um, a background picture of what we're dealing with. Let's go back to Genesis 28 and verse 10. Thank you, Father. Jacob left Bathsheba and set out for Aram. All right. When he reached a certain place, just say, Isaiah, please don't preach. Just continue reading. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set on him. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with the top reaching to heaven and the angel of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendant the land on which you are laying, not on which you are standing. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. What a promise. All the people of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Now, this is a word that is being spoken, being given to a man that just stole, stole his brother's birthright. Now, come on, Lord, your ways, your ways. Now, can you see how we can connect this, amen, to the scripture we just read now? Yes, Romans, Romans 11, the ways of God. You see, anyone who read this scripture without understanding Romans 11 will be like, God, but you're not, you're, you seem to be unjust. Now, you've got to understand the ways of God. Let's continue. I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised, what I have promised you. When Jacob woke up, now listen to this. When Jacob woke up, this is where I want us to look at. When Jacob woke up in his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. <laughs> that that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Suddenly you wake, you, you, you are working out, out of a vision, out of a revelation. Suddenly you, you get an awareness. The Lord is in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I mean, Jacob knew, he knew the God of, 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 of his father. He knew the God of religion and tradition. Yes, God introducing himself, amen, on a personal base, on a personal contact, amen, to Jacob. Remember that Jacob at this point, amen, is just receiving a promissory note. Jacob is receiving a promissory note of his future, amen, a, promise, a promissory note of his future, Oh, Jesus. When Jacob woke up in his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. 
I tell you, friends, Jacob would have just Jacob would have continued to journey if the if the if the sun had not set on him. But like I said, I don't want to preach. I just want us to look at something here that I felt the Lord drop in my spirit this morning. The Bible says, and I wasn't aware of it. When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in, in, is, in, is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid. Yes, whenever you collide with God, I tell you, you will be fearful. This is where fear becomes relevant. Whenever you collide with the things of God, you know, you know that sense of, wow, yes, that's fear. A sense of reverence, a sense of, you know, your heart limping and shaking and jumping. Why? Because you saw something. You were brought into a realm. You are brought into, you know, a dimension that amen, is, 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 is not of the earth. That's what fear does. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is godly fear. This is good fear. But when you get to a point when you no longer fear God, you better be afraid. He was afraid and said, how awesome. Can you see now? Now, now the scripture amen, is, is contextualizing that fear. How awesome is this place? So you can say, this is an awesome fear. Awesome fear. How awesome is, is this place? This is no other place than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now, wait a minute. The encounter of Jacob awoken him to certain dimension. Remember, we've been talking about the concept of ascension. And we said in ascension, all right, the father reveals himself to us in a different light, in a new light, <clears throat> excuse me, in a new way. Now, for the first time, we're seeing God, amen, introduce himself because Jacob is leaving, amen, the land of Bathsheba is going to Aran, amen, is going to a place, amen, where they will prepare him, amen, for that which the father has designed and ordained for him. He's going to a place where he will learn to, to, to live a life, not through, amen, the concept of trickery, not through the concept of taking advantage of others, amen. He's going to a place where he thought he was escaping, amen, from, from his brother. He thought he was escaping from Esau. No, he was actually going to a place where he will be transformed, so the point that I was making, was it two days ago, that when we begin to ascend, amen, they begin to bring us into a new realm, amen, of, of, of understanding, okay? We think we're ascending to God, but that ascension to God may just be the road to Aram, may just be a road, amen, to a place, <clears throat> amen, where we begin to collide with God, where we begin to collide with His ways, where we begin to collide with His principle. Why? Because we carry destiny. You see, Jacob carried destiny he, he came from the loins amen of abraham of isaac so there was something even at ordained and predestined for his life even though in his life in the natural realm even though his life in the human order hallelujah contradicts the prophetic word of god over his life contradict amen the dimensions the, pro the program of god contradicts the prophetic agenda of god amen because he was born in an environment that was that was carnal, that, that 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 you know that takes advantage of men. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Many people carry destiny, they carry purpose, they carry amen, the fingerprint of God in their life, but they are still a reflection of Jacob. But God will not leave them that way. And that's why it's important that when people give their life to Jesus, that is just the opening, amen, of the beginning of a process that will set their heart on a journey. You see, it's not enough to be saved. 
It is the process of our redemption. It is the process. It is the journey. It is what the Father begins to do from the day we open our mouth and say, Jesus, come into my life. Yes, you've opened the door. He's into your life. But guess what? That is also a place where the battle begins. That is the place where your world, hallelujah, begins to collide with the values of God, with the, with the, with the culture of heaven, with the identity of God. And that is a place where a lot of people also begin to fight. They don't want the values, amen, because this values look strange. This dimension of life looks strange, amen. This culture is different from the culture they're coming from, amen. The ways of God in this realm of existence is totally different. So they begin to collide. That's a place of war. That's a place of conflict. I know the first, maybe the first three days, first six months of your life, you're enjoying that, you know, that honeymoon period. Amen. Everything is going on well. Everything is well. And that can be a very dangerous place because you then assume that God is all about, you know, you know, this goodness and these blessings and these wonderful things that is happening. No, they must set your heart on the journey. They must set you. They must, they must, they must. They must send you, amen, to Adam. They must lead you out. You must go through the way of the wilderness. Because that is the principle and the process that, that prepares you. You know, I always say there are, three, there are three dimensions to walking with God. You're called. They call you, yes. And then they begin to process you. And then they release you. You see, a lot of us, we stop at the first concept of, you know, call. And in that call, we enjoy salvation. In that call, we enjoy a lot of blessing. Yes. In that call, my God, so many things happen to us. But if you are not sighted and you have not met somebody who is sighted in the things of the Spirit and say, now that you've been called, get ready, amen, for the process, amen, of Working at your salvation. That's what it's called. It's called the principle, amen, of redemption. It's called the process of sanctification. It's called the process, amen, of heaven knocking down your life, knocking down your values. Oh, that is a place you need to be prepared for because it's a place of war. It's a place where your world comes to an end. It's the place where the day of God begins in your life. And guess what? A lot of people begin the journey, but they shun, they shun out of it, amen. They leave the journey. They, 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 they divert because it's just too difficult it's just it's just too much you know why because they were never prepared that's why you find so many weak christians today that's why so many christians today are easily amen offended they easily give up come on because they were not taught amen what we need to then the church of christ amen is the ministry of apostolic discipleship we need men and women who can disciple us the bible says before jesus sent them out they were with him Amen. They were with him. They were with him. He trained them. He, he processed them. Hallelujah. Then he sent them out. He sent them out. If we don't understand this thing, I'm telling you, the enemy is going to be waiting for you. you. Even when you claim you are saved, the enemy is waiting for you. And he will, he will bring you down. He will bring you down. So you need to be prepared. You are saved. Thank God. If you die today, you go to heaven. But guess what? As long as you're on earth, they will continue to walk on your soul. Because you must ascend. And like I said, the process of ascending, amen, it's not, it's not a joke. Listen to this. Remember I said this some time ago. When it comes to the things of God, there are no lifts. There are no elevators. No. You climb mountain. You climb mountain. And you must overcome every hill. You must overcome every who can come to the hill of the Lord. Amen. That doesn't sound to me like, amen, that's an automatic thing. Because the Bible then gives us, amen, the quality, amen, the qualification of them that can come. Them with a pure heart, amen, them with a clean hand. Amen. Who have not lifted their soul to vanity. Come on, friends. 
what I've been doing for the past three months, amen, on this platform, amen, you know, is, is what, you would, what you would term as, you know, prophetic discipleship. I'm discipling the people, a people that God is going to use, amen, in the next season of, 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 of his move in the earth. Listen to this. When God wants to do something in the earth, what you see, amen, a contradiction. But those who have sight, who have understanding, will begin to prepare a people. Will begin to prepare a people. This is what God was doing. God is going to use Jacob, but God is not going to use him as Jacob, amen. And God is not going to use him the way he is. But guess what? There's a destiny lock in the spirit of that, you know, supplanter. There's a destiny lock in the spirit of supplanter. And I tell you, if they had not brought Jacob to this point, Jacob would never have known. Bible says, and when Jacob woke up from his sleep. Remember, we've talked about the concept of, you know, God plunging us into a day of, sl of slumber. Yes, whenever God wants to do something in the life, amen, of very difficult people. <laughs> what he does is he plunged them, you know, into slumber. You know, some people in the hospital, they want to work on them, all right? But they're so difficult. You know what they do? They just give them in injection. Ah, count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Then the doctor begins his work. <laughs> they will put you into sleep. Because there is destiny, hallelujah, that you must come into. There are things about God, amen, that he wants to, that he wants to carry out in our life, amen, that you cannot undo until they put you to sleep. I mean, as powerful as Adam was in the beginning, but God also knew the limitation of this guy. They put him to sleep. It was when Adam fell asleep that they took from his ribs and brought forth Eve. Come on. You've got to track this principle in the word of God. When God wants to do something in our life, particularly when we think, you know, a lot of people when they wake up in the morning, they don't even think about it's time to pray. It's time to talk, talk to the Lord. It's time to give him all glory. No, the day has begun. Mm. Men of strength, they are very, very zealous, very focused. You know, they are very determined. Yes, let's go. Let's go to Babylon. Let's go make money. Let's <laughs> put it to sleep because things are not the way they seem. So sometimes God will have to shut you down. Hey, and I pray, I pray if the father needs to shut you down, may he shut you down because it's going to be for your good. It's in the place of the shutting down. I was, I was watching um. Uh, Bill Ammon. Bill Ammon, if you don't know Bill Ammon, Bill Ammon is, is known as one of, you know, the fathers of the present day prophetic, you know, a, a, a move of God. Bill Ammon, and I mean, I've been following Bill Ammon for a while. Sound man of God when it comes to, you know, the things of the spirit. He's been, he's been tracking God since, since the 70s in terms of what we define today as, you know, the prophetic apostolic move of God or the reformation. <laughs> so, Bill Ammon, uh, you know, God has been sending people to him that he needs to write a book. He needs to write a book. And he's just been busy all around doing his own thing. You know how you can be so busy. So suddenly, Bill Ammon was having this, you know, sickness. You know, this, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, a stone in his, in, his, in, his, in, his, in his body. You know, this thing they call a stone. So, in, of course, they need to operate on it and remove it. He was still that day that you know he finally went to the hospital. He was still trying to go preach somewhere, 
So the, the Lord finally brought him, you know, he called his wife. He said, look, honey, I don't know what to do about this thing. Do you think I should go see the doctor? The, the wife said, I think you should go see the doctor. Because the doctor, Bill Ammon doesn't like seeing the doctor. I mean, it's like me. I just, I just don't like to go to doctors. But you see, where you're in the kingdom, you need, to, you need wisdom. And God will put certain people in your life, amen, that will inject wisdom into your life. You want to run with zeal. God will bring certain people into your life. That's, ah, it doesn't work like that. And you have to listen to them. So the wife said, I think you should go. So he went to the doctor. The doctor said, okay, sorry, uh, we've checked you, but you're not, we're not checking you out. You've got to stay here. <laughs> You've got to stay here. So all the meetings that he's been planning, he's oh, well, sorry, we will not allow you to because we've got to operate on this thing or else this thing is going to bust and you may die. And of course, when you die, all the revelation you have, all the ministry you have, whatever you want to do, you can't do again. And that's why we, particularly men of God, we need wisdom in this area. All right. I'm also talking to myself. So, so the scripture said, Excuse me, not the scripture. Now, so the doctor said, you know, Bill Ammon, we've got to work. So, so they start working on Bill Ammon. All right. They start working on Bill Ammon. All right. They remove the whatever. So as Bill Ammon was laying on the bed in the hospital, <laughs> the Lord came back and whispered to him. So now you're going to write the book, right? <laughs> now you're going to write the book. Yes. The point that I'm making is, the point that I'm making is, all right. Sometimes the Lord wants us to do something. But we don't want to do that thing because we don't see that thing as, as, as important, as urgent, as, you know, something we need to do now. I'll do it. But so, you know what God does? He puts us to sleep. Sometimes putting you to sleep is just, you know, getting you on a bed in the hospital. You say, what are you talking about? I, I, you just heard me. Sometimes they give you a bed in the hospital. It may just be, that sickness may just be a way of God telling you, you need to rest. All right? We need to shut you down. Sometimes, in some in extreme case, it might just be an accident. All right? And so you can't, you no longer have a car to move around. Oh, I hope I'm preaching to mature people this morning. All right? You can no longer move around. So now you can focus on certain things because you are too much on a fast lane. So they want to slow you down to work on certain aspects in your life that will make you more effective, productive, efficient, amen, strategic in your work with God. Like I said, there was a period in my life for six years, it shut me down. Say nothing, do nothing. And that's not the first time. I was a, well, it was, it was a period while I was a pastor. And the Lord said to me, you know, you know, you need to take time out from pastoring. You need to just, you know, allow the people. You've trained people for a while. So this is the opportunity to give them, you know, the, 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 you know, the pulpit to do whatever they need to do. You sit at the back. So I was coming to church. I wasn't staying away. I, for a while, I stayed away. But at the period, I started coming to church. All right? And I'll sit at the back and I'll just listen to the people preach, you know. And amazing. Oh, my God. I was refreshed. I was refreshed from the things. And that is the point that you begin to see the grace and the giftings of God. Sometimes men of God, we are too there in the forefront. We are too there. We are too, you know, you know in the face of the, you've got to, you've got to leave the scene and let, amen, the next generation, let the people that God has, I mean, in fact, the people you've been imparting, let them, give them room. And if you don't give them room, uh, God, will, God will make sure he gives them room. Because God will kick you out of the way. God will kick you out of the scene. Amen. And, and sometimes you're going to watch these people. And in fact, when you start watching these people, you, you're going to see yourself in them. Wow. Wow. I never knew this sister carried this thing. I never knew. You see, that's why today God has given, given me all this experience and wisdom that I can use this amen, as a platform to impart or teach amen, a generation. 
Yesterday I was saying to myself, there's a reason why God brought me to this nation because of that which I have received, but not just me alone. I noticed that there are other people that God, amen, at the same period that God sent me to this nation, amen, God also sent other people. Why? Because God knew that South Africans must enter into, amen, the reality of what he is planning for this season coming. So he had deployed his men. Yes, Joseph was deployed, amen, before his, his, his fellow brothers, his, his family, amen, was brought to Egypt. But he was deployed here. He was sent there, amen. And the way of, of, of his transit to Egypt was not easy. But guess what? God still used that period. God, that's, God still used that channel, all right? So the point is, God will set us, set our heart, amen, in a state, in a position where he can walk on us so that his plans and purpose is not thwarted, so that we don't frustrate his desire, so that we don't frustrate straight amen his counsel the bible says when jacob woke up there'll be a time you're going to wake up but it is a time they will be plunged into slumber and it's from there that you begin to have a vision because that slumber is not just you not being aware you're not aware of your environment now you become aware amen of the things of the spirit and to me i think this is very important as we continue to try god so these are these are all prayer points that we're sharing here because you can begin to say father thank you for what you're doing in my life lord am i am i going too fast am i on my own lane father plunge me into a day before the accident come before you 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 know i find myself in an hospital lord i embrace your process let me learn by wisdom to know when to stop that's wisdom you must know when to stop Everybody may be calling and say, come, let's go. He said, no, I'm not coming. Because you're picking something in the spirit. There are times God will call you. Come away. Come. Come, my son. Come, my child. All right? Leave the noise. Leave them behind. Leave the noise. Just take three days off. All right? You don't even have to fast if you don't want to fast. But just take three days off the noise. Just stop following. You know, follow nobody on, on their Facebook. You know, just shut yourself away. All right? And just hear what the spirit of God is saying to your spirit man. And just here and try to make sense, amen, of the of the voice of God. Yeah, you know, that's the time to leave, you know, the you know, uh, um, whatever they call them. You know, social media today can be good and they can be very destructive. All right, and there are all kinds of voices, all kinds of people you're connecting with, you're meeting. That's why I don't scroll at everybody when I see a lot of people are following me. But guess what? I don't follow so many people. No, I don't because I'm on social media for a reason. This is one of my purpose. This is one of my assignments. I'm not there for everybody. Amen. I want to be able to connect in the spirit. If you're connecting with, with me in the spirit, we connect. But if you're not connecting with me, listen to this. I just put it away because I don't want to be distracted. These are days of, of, you know, of, of great distraction. And this distraction, amen, can even happen on a very high pedestal, on a very high spiritual pedestal. Listen to this. As we advance in our walk with God, amen, our level of, of distractions, amen, differs and, 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 and becomes even more complex. All right? Somebody who gets distracted, amen, on a lower level is completely different in terms of experience, amen, or somebody or on a higher pedestal. Our distractions, amen, becomes more subtle amen as you advance with god as you press in into the things of the spirit our distractions becomes more more subtle more 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 you know more strategic the enemy waits like i, sh I shared some time ago the bible says and, and and satan took jesus amen to the to the pinnacle of the temple but beyond that he also took him to the highest mountain and i remember sharing amen that that mountain was mount um, uh, 
Mount, Mount Oreb. Amen. He took him to the highest mountain. That was the same mountain that is located amen, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the place of Caesarea Philippa, in the region of Caesarea Philippa. It was the same mountain amen, that Jesus Christ amen, got transfigured. I hope you get the context. The same mountain amen, that you know, Satan took Jesus and, 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 and tried to you know, uh, 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 you know, tempt him. He said, if you're the son of God, you're hungry, turn the stone to bread. So the point is, as we, as we advance, even in that height in the spirit that we are, amen, guess what? We can still be tempted. And look at the things that, that, that Satan tempted Jesus with, amen, in that peak, what, that peak. I mean, this man just finished fasting. You would think, wow, the glory of God, the power of God. You know, I always say to people, it is not the fasting that, 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 that enables you. Amen. To be strong. It is what happened after the fast. Because the temptation always comes after the fast. You see, oh yeah, there's a temptation before the fast. There's a temptation during the fast. But there's a temptation after the fast. There's a temptation and the temptation after the fast is more dangerous than the, than the, than the temptation amen, before or during the fast. So at every level of your fasting, if you're fasting, there's temptation. So never you think that, temp that fasting, amen, uh, 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 insulates you from, from temptation. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie of the enemy. At every level, amen, of your work with God, amen, there are temptations. It's just that, amen, <laughs> the temptation differs and the way they are presented and the way they come, all right, they, 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 are, they are different. So we've got to understand, the Bible says when Jacob woke up, so they will plunge us into a day of, 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 you know, of, of spiritual slumber. Now, this kind of slumber is required, is necessary. This is not just, you know, a slumber of you not understanding, you know, they're speaking, you can't hear. They're telling you what God is doing, you don't want to hear. That's not what we're talking about. This is a slumber, amen, that is divine. It is God that demands this slumber. The Bible says, and the Lord led, you know, Abraham to sleep. And the Lord put, you know, Adam to sleep. So it, this is God here, all right? The Bible says as, 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 as Jacob continued to travel, he couldn't go further. So he, he, had to, he had to wait. He had to stay, amen? It's a transition. And in transition, amen, there are moments where they ask us to just stay and wait because there's something that needs to be done in our life. So Jacob woke up from his sleep. May you, may you learn to sleep, but may you also learn to hear the voice of the awakening. And he thought, he shouldn't have thought, he should have known. He said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. Yes. Yes, you will never be aware until they plunge you into that state of spiritual slumber. Until they led you to that point, amen, where you cannot hear, where you cannot see. In fact, they will ask you, what's the address of where you are? What's the location? You don't know. Because it's called a certain place. But that certain place, hallelujah, is a place that heaven has desired and designed. Heaven has planned to bring out something. Amen. Maybe you find yourself in a certain place right now. Amen. Oh, well, it's a good place to be. You're in a place where you seem not to have an understanding. You seem not to be able to define it. All right. Because, you know, we, we, we find security in how we can define things, how we can name it. All right. We, we, when we start naming the move of God, we start claiming it. We start defining what is happening. Guess what? You can be rest assured that God has jumped away. God is no longer there because God wants to bring us to a place where we cannot share the glory, where we cannot take the glory with. Amen. We, God wants to bring us to a place where we have no clear understanding. 
Amen. If you ever get to a point in your walk with God and you think you know it all, you know what God is doing, you know what God is saying, hallelujah, you have you know clear picture of what God is doing, I can assure you that amen, you may have been deluded. You may have been deluded. You, the spirit of deception might just be walking around you. Because that itself is a lie of the enemy. Amen. What, what you know is what is being revealed to you. Remember the scripture we read. Amen. Amen. His ways, his ways, his ways, his judgment, amen, are unsearchable. His ways are past finding. The ways of God, the things of the spirit. Here's a man who have a revelation of Jesus. Now, you're Christ, the son of the living God. The next minute, he is rebuking Jesus. No, you're not going to die. You're not going to go to the cross. You see, because we can have a revelation amen about certain things the father revealed to us right now and we can be so accurately right in what we have seen yet because we have not shown the next thing or we don't have an understanding of the next realities of god and we try to use the revelation of what we know here to judge the next season and then we find ourselves amen, in a big mess so the fact that you are sighted in one area doesn't mean that you, you can use that same revelation to judge the rest dimensions of the things of God. You will be at default. And the Bible said, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Satan, get thee behind me. How can it be? The day before this guy said, you're Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this, uh, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So you can have a sight into the things of God one day and the next day. They can be casting out devil out of your life. Oh, yes. The next day they are rebuking spirit. Get them behind me, Satan. You have no, you, you have, you have, you have no interest in the ways of God, in the things of God, but in the things of men. The same Peter. The same Peter. So that is something we need to understand. Surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid. How awesome is this place? Suddenly, the certain place, listen to this, the, that place that is called certain place, barren heights, barren land, a desert became to Jacob an awesome place. What made the place awesome? Was it the state of the place? Was it the location of the place? Amen. Was it the environment of the place? No, it was what appeared in the place. It was what appeared. It was, it was he who appeared in the place. It was the encounter, the revelation, he, 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 you know, that appeared in the place. What makes a place holy? Amen. It's not, it's not, the, it's not the size. It's not the state. Hallelujah. It's the people that appear there with the presence of God. So if God will appear in any place, hallelujah, that place becomes, hallelujah, a holy, a holy ground. And, and when God moves out of that place, hello friends, that place is no longer a holy ground. So the fact that God appears some, in a place, you know, 30 years ago does not make that place a holy ground. No, you've got to continue to track and trace where he's appearing. The next position of the appearance of God is the holy ground. That's a place we should be tracking. That's a place we should be building. That's a place, hallelujah, we should be, we should be galvanizing to us. And that, 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 that speaks even into our prayer life. Amen. The fact that I went to pray on some mountain, God knows where, hallelujah. And I felt the power and the presence of God there. Doesn't mean that if I go back to the same spot tomorrow, Tomorrow, the presence of God will be there. No, you've got to be able to track and trace the next place God is. And the next place God is, is the place, amen, is commanding you to go. He said, go the way of Gaza. 
Amen. If you say go the way of Gaza, you better believe it. His presence will be there waiting. Hallelujah. <laughs> so what we're talking about, we're building a nomadic church. We're building, amen, a mobile church. We're building a church, hallelujah, not bound, amen, by, by a stationary spirit, not bound by the flesh, not bound by, amen, location, not bound by, you know, the, the things we see around. We've got to continually move. And that will lead me to the next scripture that I want to. I want to share with us quickly. Thank you, Father. Thank you, everyone, for connecting this morning. I hope we're picking the voice of the Lord. That brings me to the next point I want to share. Psalm 84. All right, Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place. How lovely is your dwelling place, Almighty. My soul yearns, even faint, for the court of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow, a nest for herself, where she may have, where she, where she may have a young, a place near, a place near. Can you, can you imagine this? Amen. Even the swallow, amen, has found a nest. A swallow, amen, has found a place of rest for a young, a place near your altar. Even birds know, they know that the, that the place near the altar of God. Please uh, listen to these friends. They did not say a place near your temple. They say a place near your altar. The altar is where, amen, the passion to pray is. The altar is where, amen, the, the, the heart, amen, to seek God is. There's a difference. You can have a temple without an altar. There are many temples men have built without altars. Come on. There are many temples men have built. There are many churches out there in our world today. There are many, you know, gigantic structure without altar. But yet the altar is the place where the life of God dwells. Where the power of God dwells. It is the altar that carries the fire of God that must not go off. Men are building temples in our day without altars. You've got to understand this. Do you have an altar? An altar is a place where you meet with God. It's a place where God meets with you. It's a place where you commune. It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place where you die. It's a place, hallelujah, where in your death you are resurrected. It's a place, hallelujah, you, you ascend. The Bible says on the altar the smoke will rise up. It's, it's on that altar that your life rises up, rises up as a smoke because you have become what? A sacrifice unto God. You never build anything. Don't build a business without an altar. Come on. Don't build a marriage without an altar. Don't build children without giving them, teaching them an altar. Come on. Don't build careers without an altar. The altar is a place where you collide with God, where you bring that thing. It's a place where you define the context of the voice of God for that thing, for that person, for that relationship. It's a place. Any marriage without an altar is a matter of time. It's going to collapse. When the devil wants to attack your home, he destroys your altar. When the devil wants to destroy a nation, it destroys the altar of the nation. You understand this? The first thing that Elijah amen, did on Mount Carmel was to, what? to fix the altar. If you don't fix the altar, listen to this. There is, no, there is no gateway. There is no doorway. There is no portal. Hallelujah. For God to come down. Wherever you find the presence of God, there's an altar. Wherever you find, hallelujah, the move of God, the power of God, locate the altar. Whenever you see the move of God in a place, uh, go look for who are, the, who are the altars there. Who are the altars? Altars are people. Altars are people. Amen. And people build altars. 
All right. You say, what are you talking about? Let's go back to Genesis. All right. Let's go back to Genesis uh, where, where we're reading 20, 28. When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. I was not aware of it. I was afraid. He was afraid. How awesome is this place? So you see, the presence of God changes, amen, the location, the name of a place, changes the identity of a place. If, if the presence of God can change the identity of a place, the presence of God can change the identity of a person. And in fact, that was what God did. Amen. Oh, it's, it's just the fact that Jacob could not see what, amen, what he, he, he now looks like. If Jacob had looked at himself in a mirror, he would have begun to see a change. <laughs> because he had collided with God. No man collided with God and remained the same. Amen. The, the, the Bible says, as we continue to look to him in the perfect law of his word, in the perfect law of the mirror of his word, we have been changed from one dimension of glory to another. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. All right? This is the gate of heaven. So the house of God is the gate of heaven. Every house ought to be an altar, ought to be a portal, ought to be a place, amen, that opens the speakings of God to people. Amen. If you're in a house where the voice of God, amen, is not clear, it's not there, something is wrong. Look, let's, let's look at the next thing, verse 18. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone. Which stone? The stone that he laid, hallelujah, upon that opened his eyes, that opened his mind to the things of God. The stone that brought him to understand, amen, the prophetic imprint of God, the prophetic direction of God for his life. Bible says he took that stone, he placed it, amen. Let me take that verse 18 again. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar. Aha. He set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He set that stone up as a pillar. Amen. That pillar was to represent, amen, the order of ascension. He set it up as a pillar. In other words, this is a memorial to show, amen, God that I have met with you, that you met with me here. He set it up as a pillar. In other words, this place became a sacred ground to Jacob. To any other person, it's just an ordinary stone. To any other person, it's just another place. To any other person, this place means nothing. But to the man who had that encounter with God, halabashayada. But to Jacob, Jacob knew that this is not just another stone. When Jacob looked at that stone and see the oil on it, he knew. Except for those who are tracking in the spirit. If you are tracking in the spirit and you walk past that place. Amen. You walk past that place and you see this stone. Hallelujah. That has been set up as a pillar. The Bible says it was set. The stone was set up as a pillar. The Bible says in the temple there were two pillars. And these pillars were named. The temple that Solomon built. He had two temples. Every time God amen, begins to encounter and reveal himself. Amen. And show people what he's doing. Amen. You will always see this con concept. Amen. Of pillar. Because pillar represents strength. Represent revelation. Represent stability. Represent amen. The presence of God. Represent the, the days of God. Represent hallelujah, the things of the spirit. The Bible says he led them by two pillars. He led them by two pillars. Amen. He gave this pillar name. Amen. The pillar of fire by night. Amen. The pillar of cloud by day. That is the order of pillar. Pillar represent. Amen. The stability. The revelation. Amen. Of Christ in our life and in our walk in the things of the spirit. Early the next morning Jacob took the stone. He had placed under his head. So can you see the connection? 
He's brought his headship under the, under the revelation, under the authority, under the leadership of the Lordship of Christ. And that has begun, amen, to, to, to show, you know, Jacob that this place, amen, is a place beyond all the Father have said that I will, I will reveal my glory to you. I will bring you to this place. I will bless you, amen. I will bless your descendant. But we're seeing Jacob, amen, doing something very strange here. But, but, but this sense of strangeness is speaking something volume, hallelujah, about Jacob understanding of the ways of God. This is a man that was a supplanter. This is a guy who just stole his brother's birthright, who ran, who is running away from his brother. Suddenly, amen, he begins to act, amen, in a, in a dimension that reflects one who understands the sacred things of God because no one collides with God, hallelujah, remains in the way he or she used to think. He set it up as a pillar. He set it up as a pillar. Erected, standing tall. He poured oil on it. And he called that place Bethel. He called it Bethel. This pillar, like I said, is an altar. Is a place where God appeared from. Where God shows up from. Where God revealed himself. He called the name Bethel. Bethel means, amen, the place of the bread, the place of revelation. He called, he, he called, he called, he called the name of the place. He changed the name of the place to Bethel. That's what happens when God, when we collide with God and the things of the spirit, amen. When we collide with God and the things of the spirit, have you noticed that the first thing that happens, amen, is a change of name. A change of name speaks of a change of identity, a change of a change of destiny. Amen. We come into divine alignment. Have you noticed that later on, amen, when Jacob will come back to this place, his name has changed from Jacob to Israel. No one collides with God and the things of the spirit that you don't have an upgrade, that you don't come into, amen, a clearer and a better alignment of God's purpose and plan for your life and for the assignment he has called you. Every time, you see, I built ministry as we were walking with God. We changed the name of our ministry three times. And you know, a lot of people used to wonder, why are you changing the name of your ministry? I said, as, is there any permanent name? Did you see in the Bible? When you're walking with God, you track the things of the Spirit. At every season that we encounter with God, it's like almost every 10 years. When God began to do something new in our life, it changes our name. We, we began with a different name. We stepped after 10 years, there are about 10, 12 years. I think we stepped into a different season. And I had to locate that season by a name. That's why it's important that before you finally, you know, put a seal to what you think you know. You, you may just be you may just need to hold hold on because you know by the time you enter into a new season you have a different name because that name defines an identity defines a location defines something you see we live in a day where people don't see meaning they don't see the importance of a name yet the name you bear defines everything about the sense of your of your spirituality of your destiny of your call of your purpose I will give them a name. He said, what's your name? Jacob called the name of the place Bethel, though the city was formerly called Luz. 
the encounter that Jacob had gave him, listen to this, gave him spiritual authority to change the name of a location. Then Jacob made a vow. If God, okay, let's 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 not let's not continue. But I I, I just wanted to you know buttress the point that I'm making in you know uh, um, Psalm 80, 84. All right, with the concept of Jacob, amen, building an altar, amen. When he woke up, the Bible says he took the stone, amen, he erected it uprightly as a pillar and poured oil on it. Point oil means it's sacred. The, the stone becomes sacred. The, the place became sacred. So the scripture is telling us here, and I hope you're getting what I'm talking about. The scripture is, for the, uh, is uh, speaking to us here in, in Psalm 84. The Bible says, even the sparrow found a home. The swallow, a nest for herself, where she may have a young, a place near your altar. And that's what led me to this place. That altar was a pillar that Jacob built. Thank you, Father. A place near the, near the altar. A place near the altar. Verse 4. Did I finish verse 3? Okay, let's go to verse 4. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. So where is the house of God? Well, you've got to be able to <laughs> go back again to Genesis. Then you'll be able to locate the house of God. Because the house of God, amen, it's not, it's not the size, it's not the beauty, it's not the chandeliers. It's not all these nice things that we have around, amen. It's, it's the house of God because the people of God gathers there. The house of God is the place where the Father, amen, speaks and reveals his heart, his mind to us. Amen. Because the Bible says, he said, I did not know amen, that this is the house of God and the gate. Amen. If I, if I'm, if I go back to you know, uh, uh, Genesis, Genesis uh, 28, 22, it says, and this, is, uh, uh, and this stone I have set up. No, 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 no. Let, let, let me go back to. Yeah, verse 17. He was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. The house of God in the wilderness. The house of God in the desert. The house of God that you can't even see no structure. You can't see no building. Oh well, because you don't open your eyes to see. If, if, if they had opened your eyes to see, you would have seen those amen, angel ascending and descending. You would have seen the ladder. Amen. Amen. So the house of God. Amen. This, this scripture begins to reveal to us what a house of God should inquire, should carry, should represent, should mean. And the activity that should be taking place within the structure of the house. It's not enough for people to gather in the name of Jesus, but there are certain prophetic spiritual activity that should be happening within the context of their gathering, amen, that defines the place as the house of God. And if it's the house of God, then it's the gate of heaven. So blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on a program. Remember, we're dealing with the concept of ascension, amen. So we're tracking something. Jacob is going somewhere. He thought he was going to Pandanaram, amen, but God was actually leading him into a place where he will be processed, where he will be trained, where he will be prepared, where, amen, God's prophetic purpose for his life can then enter into a day, hallelujah, of manifestation. 
And that is what is happening as God continues to lead us into that realm of ascension. The ascension is not just how, how you know, the, 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 the bigger reality we have about God, but it's to awaken us into, yes, a new, a new and a better way of the things of the Spirit. So that how we represent God in the valley, how we represent God before men, how we represent God before society, before our community, before our family, hallelujah, is more precise and accurate. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart, whose hearts, amen, are set on a program. The word program means to journey up, to go up, amen, whose heart, amen, are set on a program. So if your heart is not set, sometimes <laughs> providence, providence will set your heart, amen. I guess it was providence that set the heart of, of Jacob because left to Jacob, he won't take this trip. But God wanted amen, his life to come into proximity with his eternal purpose. Blessed are those whose hearts are set on a program. As they pass through the valley of Baca. The word Baca means amen, bitterness. As they pass through the valley of Baca. Amen. Barren height. As they pass through the, the valley amen, of trial, of, tr of trauma, of, of pain. As they pass through, they're passing through it. Remember, you're going through, you're going to a prigum, you're going to an ascended ramp. But why do you have to go through the valley of Baca? Well, you have to, because that's part of the process. That is part of the making. That is part of how we grow and develop in the things of God. Going through the, the valley of Baca, hallelujah, will allow us to face, to collide with the things in our life, amen, that are contradictory, the, 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 the demand of God, amen. Yes, they allow certain things to expose us to ourselves so we can see. Because if, if you have dealt with amen, anger and pride and you know resentment and bitterness and all these denials, you've de if you go through the valley of Baca, you just go through the valley of Baca. Simple. It's, it's just another route. But guess what? If, if, if you have not dealt with those things, when you get to the valley of Baca, my Lord, all those things will be exposed. But the Bible says this company of people, as they go through the valley of Baca, this group of people, this concept of Peter, you know, Peter, uh, uh, James and John, love, faith, and hope, hallelujah, you know, that are ascending, that he took to the mountain of transfiguration. As they go through the valley to enter this mountainous dimension called the place of the pilgrim, the place of the pilgrim, the Bible says they make the place, they make this valley of Baca, they turn it into a spring. This is the point that I want to make this morning as I round up. You have the ability in the place of prayer, hallelujah, to turn your bitterness, to turn your barrenness, to turn your pain, to turn, hallelujah, your lack in the place of prayer, to turn them to the place, hallelujah, of joy, to the place of spring. The Bible says they make it, they make it. It wasn't. Remember that when Jacob awoken from this reality, he turned the place, the land of loose to Bethel. You have the capacity to transform. Our prayer has the capacity, our engagement in the things of the Spirit has the capacity to change, to transform places, to rename, to relocate, hallelujah, things in the Spirit, to shift things. That as I stand this day, amen, upon the precipices of time, and begin to pray and seek the heart of God in this certain place that we are shifting things over the realm of this nation, that we are shifting things over the realm of this community, that we are shifting things, hallelujah, that there's a shift going on over your life, amen, over your call, over the purposes of God in your life. Why? Because there is a group of people who, when they go through the valley of Baca, they have this prophetic, they have the grace, they have the insight, amen, to shift, to turn things, to make things. Halaba Sikionde. 
The Bible says they make it. They make it a spring. They turn barrenness. They turn bitterness. They turn pain. They turn, you know, a, a weakness. They turn it. And that's the grace we receive that as we advance. Remember, the Bible says the focus of this place, the focus of this people, amen, they are going somewhere. They are going to where? They are going for a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage, amen, is, is, is a holy gathering, amen. It's, it's a solemn gathering, amen. They're going to meet with God. Hallelujah. They're going to meet with God. They are going to have fellowship. They are going to a dimension in the spirit realm. They are coming to a mountain in the spirit realm, but they have to go through the valley. They, David said, though I, go, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death i fear no evil you have to confront the fear in the valley of the shadow of death amen you have to confront amen the pain you have to confront amen the barrenness you have to confront the weakness you have to confront the fear you have to confront hallelujah the the, the, the dryness at the valley hallelujah of dry bones you have to go through that they will bring you the son of man can these bones can they live it's from there they begin to change your sight. Yes, every time we come, amen, to that valley dimension, we come to that place that we have no understanding. We need a revelation from God. So, so, so Ezekiel will say, Father, I don't know. Only you know. Because what I'm seeing, I don't have an answer for it. But if you will use me, Lord, I'm willing to be used. He says, Son of man, open your mouth and prophesy. We shift things in the valley realm. But for us to be able to shift things, our heart must be set on a journey. We've got to be ascending. We've got to be going higher. Hallelujah. Because if you remain in the valley, you have no sight. And you will not be able to hear God. You will not be able to respond to that which the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And that's why sometimes as we journey, they will set us in a place where we cannot go further. Why? Because they want to show us something. They want to reveal something to us. They want us to see something. Hallelujah. That we have not seen about ourselves. Some of us, amen, we've given our life to Jesus. But we are, we are yet to come in into our true identity we're yet to come into who we are we're still carrying about the baggages of yesterday we're still naming him ourselves jacob while heaven has begun a new work a great work in us he who has begun a new work in you a great work in you he who has begun this glorious work in you hallelujah will bring it to perfection you've got to understand this hallelujah that it's not time to give up because there is a place that you're going to hit there's a height you're coming into it took them it took Peter, James, and John. You've been called. You've been summoned. Amen. You've been called. You've been summoned. You've been, you've been tapped. You've been called to come up with Jesus to that place. And I was saying yesterday that we need to be careful. When they call us, we must have the heart amen, of a called ones. We must have the desire of a called ones. We must have the desire of a called ones. The Bible says they, as, they, as, as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The atom rain also. Also, cover its pool. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, They go from strength to strength. This company of people, this company of, amen, love, faith, and hope. You must find this. If it's one person journey, if it's two, if it's ten, if it's a million people journey, they must have this amen, emblem. Hallelujah. To advance the things of God. To enter into amen, the ascended realm of the things of the spirit. Love, faith, and hope. Jesus took Peter, James, and John. Hallelujah. We must have this as part of the spiritual component that will allow us to go through the valley of Baca and make it a spring. We must have the ability to go through amen, a time, a season in our life where we think all hope is gone. This thing must be there. Love, faith, and hope. The Bible says they go from, they go from strength to strength. 
each one, each of them appear, each of them appear before God. This is the point. And this is where I'm going to stop this morning. The Bible says each of them appear before God. Amen. Each of them appear before God. Each of them, amen, appeared. Each of them, listen to these. While we are journeying corporately, but we've got to understand that our personal encounter, our personal revelation, amen, of God and of the things of the Lord will bring us to the place of divine appearance. Hallelujah. Each of them appear before the Lord. Each of them appear before the Lord. Each of them appear before the Lord in Zion. Zion is the highest peak of all the mountains. There are seven mountains we've got to journey through. Each of those mountains will deal with something in our life, something in our life, something in our heart, something in our thought, something in our, our understanding of the ways of God. But the Bible says as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. Amen. Even the atom rain falls there. Each of them appear before the Lord. They go from strength to strength. Each of them appear before the Lord in Zion. Remember, their heart was set on a program. So if your heart is not set on a program, when you get to the valley of Baca, the devil may tell you to turn back. Because you're going to be seeing something in that valley. Can I tell you something? That valley is like a place where, you know, you've got this very slow, you know, or moving water that becomes a mirror. That's what happened in the desert. When you see those water in the desert, you can't drink them, but they're like a mirror. They show you yourself. And when you start looking into that water, into that, you know, you know valley pool-like of a water, what you begin to see is your fear. Is your disappointment, is your lack, is your need. Hallelujah. Is all the disappointment of your past. That's what you see. That, that's what it may guess to be reflected to you. But guess what? If you have the capacity and the grace and you have heard the voice of him who calls you and say, walk with me and be perfect. Journey with me. What you see when you get to that point, hallelujah, is that you start turning that valley, that, that ungodly water, hallelujah. You start turning it into a spring. A spring you can drink from. And that spring will start reflecting, hallelujah, the life of Christ in you. But beyond that, in that spring, you can dip your hand and begin to take the stone that would destroy the path of darkness. Father, we thank you this morning. We honor you for your spirit and grace. Once again, that has, that has brought us into this realm of, of your voice and of your speakings. We hear you. That in this brand new day, you are speaking to us, yes, Father, from all dimensions. You are revealing yourself to us as you took those guys on the road to Emmaus. Yes, way back to Moses, to the Lord and the prophets. Yes, to Psalms. As you take them, oh God, through the pathway of the Spirit and even into yourself. You began to reveal, you begin to unveil the word to them so that they can they can be revamped, they can be built up, they can come to maturity. Father, this morning we declare, we receive, oh God, the nourishment of your spirit. We, re we receive this morning, oh God, the imprint, the indwelling life of your spirit. We receive the workings of your spirit. We declare, almighty God, that as you lay us down and as you plunge us into a day of, of, of dreams, that our eyes begin to see that ladder, oh God, that is connected, yes, from earth to heaven, 
Ah, as you begin to introduce yourself to us, Father, we embrace this new identity of who we are. For we proclaim and we declare that we are no longer Jacob, but we are a prince with God. We are Israel. Father, we thank you that you're showing us an order that will allow us to go forth and become indeed a voice and a representative of your intentions in this brand new day. And so, we, Father, we receive the cloth and the cloth of, 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 of this new life. That as we engage with you in the place of prayer, that we are being changed as you prayed with them on that mountain you were declared that you were transfigured we thank you right now that we receive the grace and the ability yes for divine transformation transfiguration we thank you father for this order of the Melchizedek order thank you for this priesthood thank you for the everlasting grace and and life we have in Christ reflected, O oh God, in Melchizedek. You said one with an eternal life, without father, without mother. Father, we honor your name that our life is no longer benchmarked, O oh God, by our biological parents, O oh Father. We have come into, yes, Christ. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. So our life is no longer defined, O oh God, by the order of flesh and blood. You said for flesh and blood cannot inherit the things of the kingdom. And so, Father, we thank you, God, for a new identity, a new emblem of your spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new imprinting, oh God, of your mind, of your will, of your counsel in our life. Father, we thank you that this day, Father, we receive the mind of Christ. In the mind of Christ, we are becoming more like him. We are thinking more like him. We are reasoning more like him. We are seeing things more like him. Thank you, Father, for the eyes to see, the ears to hear. Thank you for the heart, oh God, to conceive of your ways and of your dealings, oh God. We proclaim and we declare that you alone will be glorified glorious in our life father we will no longer reflect our our life oh god we'll no longer see ourselves as a reflection from that order of the valley of baca we thank you lord for the ability to make it a spring right now that we may truly appear before you in zion the place oh god of our heritage zion is a place of our heritage is a place of our destiny is a place of our call and an assignment Father, we thank you for perfection. Thank you for a company of men and women who can journey to the place called Zion, the place of glory, the place of honor. Continue to walk in our heart. Continue to walk, oh God, in our thought pattern. Continue to walk, oh God, in every area of our being, our motive, oh God, our intentions, oh God. Even the things that looks good but has not, that doesn't have, does not have the capacity to bring us into the day of righteousness. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. That, Lord, you will not leave us the way we are. We bless you. We proceed further. We press further. We go yonder. Jesus, you went yonder to pray. You brought them to the place of prayer called Gethsemane. But, Father, your word declared that your son went further to pray. Father, may we go further. May we journey further with you. We bless your name this morning. We declare that our life indeed becomes a living spring poured out for the healing of this nation. This nation, Lord, needs healing. Our nation, South Africa, needs healing. We thank you, God, that you will give us, in the name of Jesus, the ministry of healing, oh God. You will speak, you will touch, oh God, our leaders and give them the boldness to do what is right. We refuse the spirit of corruption, oh God. We refuse the spirit of mediocrity. In the name of Jesus, we receive, we receive this day capacity for good governance in the name of Jesus. We declare and proclaim life to this nation. We speak in 
in the name of Jesus healing to, the, to this nation. We speak to the four walls of this nation, South Africa. We speak life to you. We speak life to you. We speak the healing power of God. We speak restoration. And yet we speak judgment uh, in the name of Jesus to every loftiness, to every order that is contrary to the desired plan of God. We declare in Jesus' name that we bring down the altars, yes, of Jezebel. We bring down the altars, yes, of air. We bring down the altar of Jeroboam. We we bring down every ungodliness, every unrighteousness. We bring it down. We declare in Jesus' name, Lord, that as you continue to walk within the structure of this nation, that we will have, oh God, a people that will lift their hands in honor and give you glory. We thank you, oh God, that ungodliness, perversion, wickedness, oh God, humanistic ideas, oh God, will not rule this nation. We know we need to war and fight for the soul of this nation. And we stick our stand and we declare, South Africa, you belong to Christ. You belong to Jesus. Jesus. The Lord reigns in you. The Lord reigns through you. The glory of God manifests in you. This day we speak life to you. We speak life. We pray for our president, Sir Ramaphosa, Father. Continue to perfect his heart. Continue to walk in his heart. We pray, oh God, for all his ministers and all his cabinets, oh God. We thank you this morning, oh God, that you walk upon their heart. You speak to them. Bring them to the place of sight. Bring them to their knees. Help them to know that there is no other way and that there is no other God. We pray Oh God, for those in parliament, oh God, we pray for good judgment. We pray for justice in the name of Jesus. We pray for the justice minister, McQueen McQueen. We thank you, oh God, that you continue to grant him voice and leadership and wisdom, oh God. Yes, oh God, to direct and to lead the, the justice system of this nation. We thank you, oh God, for all the pastors of this land. We thank you for our educational system. They will not pervert it. They will not destroy it. You will be glorified, oh God, from the life, oh God, of our of our toddlers, oh God. Yes, to those, oh God, in the highest echelon, in the name of Jesus, of 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 education in our in our nation father righteousness we proclaim oh god ungodly perverted policies and laws and and and, and, and policies and curriculum we reject in jesus name we declare this nation we honor god in the name of jesus we bless your name we give you glory we praise you father for what your spirit oh god is birthing we we worship you father we thank you in jesus name hallelujah amen Amen. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise, praise, praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Father, we give you all glory, all honor once again this morning for such a release. Thank you, Father. I give you all glory. I give you all praise. I bless you, Father. Let no one, let no man share this glory. You take it all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, this morning. I want to give thanks to God for the way the Spirit of the Lord has been impressing this truth, these words upon our heart for the past two, three weeks now. We've been dealing with this concept of ascendance in the things of God. I really, 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 really give thanks and praise and honor to the Father. Amen. Just missed it here now. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, man of God. Thank you, uh, my dear brother, Greg. Thank you, Gregory. Thank you for connecting with me this morning. Once again, I really appreciate it. Amen. Prophet Malcolm, thank you. Thompson, thank you for connecting. Appreciate it. Amen. Nitiram, thank you so much. I thank you so much for connecting once again. It's been a while. Thank you for connecting with me this morning. Thank you, Farman, for, for connecting this morning. Thank you, Tina. Thank you for connecting. Amen. We appreciate it. Amen. Thank you all. Amen. Thank you for everyone who has connected with us this morning. I also saw uh, uh, Prophet, uh, yes, uh, Prophet Shane, thank you for connecting. Sister Miriam, thank you for connecting. All right. Bless the Lord. I just want to be sure that I don't leave anybody out. Amen. Yes, uh, Prophet Nathan Wartham, thank you. Nathan Wartham, thank you so much. Everyone, we appreciate your connection. Thank you. May the Father continue to perfect his will in your life. May he continue to bring his plans and his purpose to pass in your life. May he continue to grant you wisdom, grace. May your hand be filled, amen, with the treasures of his kingdom. May you go out there this morning and represent him. May he continue to bring, amen, his, his, his mercy and his love, amen. May the order of love, faith, and hope continue to manifest in your life, in your home, in your ministry, whatever you represent and you stand for. May his will prosper in your hand. Thank you, everyone, this morning. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Hallelujah.